It's the clearest of nights when the stars shine underneath the glow of the moon. That you realize that feeling inside of you exists. That there's more to life than the way you have been living it. If only a flicker of light that reminds you of the truth that burns inside of you. We all exist and come from the same seven stars that make up the me, the we, and, and the, the us. us. We are the road to remind you of this and hold your hand as you walk home. Hello, it is no longer Coco and Skylar. We got a guest. All the way over from Kelowna. Did you miss me? <laughs> well, it's time, Becca, you know, it's time to get your input on all the things. So here we are in July and there's a lot to break down, a lot to talk about. And I was just sharing with you um, earlier and me and Skylar have had our own discussions about everything, but this whole like mirrored energy, this whole, um, you know, two different rooms, if we go back to the energy report and then the center of it, you know, today, right now in real time is the center of the rooms. Every single Wednesday this month is the center, is the rooms. So let's get into it. Let's talk about it. Well, first things first is I would just like to ask everybody, how was your June? Yes. <laughs> because that was a wild ride to get you to today and, you know, really ask yourself how you're feeling. Are you shitting your pants? Are you spinning? Are you in the depths? Are or are you, you know, excited for what's to come, whatever that is, without the attachment to whatever that may be? You know what I mean? Well, and the June, the June for so many people was the taste of the extremes. And I know me and Skylar, for sure, in our own work, and our own partnership, really experienced the extremes of the program with ourselves individually and then together. And then you were completely in the extremes of your program so as somebody yeah. who has landed I would say closer to the middle for this month let's talk about your extremes and the takeaways and how you overcome it and I know that Skylar was re really pivotal in you getting to the middle because he said a line that finally clicked with you to do it but if you yeah. could be the guiding light for people who are struggling with the concept, let's just call it the concept or the idea of what it feels like to get to the middle, let's talk about the extremes first and then what it feels like to get to the middle and how you had that clicking point and how you um, got here into July to finally like actually want to click with the middle. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the first thing is I allowed myself to be where I was and I didn't necessarily judge myself. I mean, I may have in the moment, but I didn't have a huge, like rigid fight inside of me. I just allowed myself to see the mess. Um, and I had said the other day to somebody, I said, I could so easily right now through these moments go into victim, but mm -hmm. I make the choice every single day to not, I can hear it talking to me and I can hear it, you know, narrating to me being like, oh, 
you know, it would just be so much easier to straighten your hair because then you wouldn't have to deal with X, Y, and Z. And this is bullshit, whatever the story was. But I made choices to be uncomfortable, to debunk the shit inside of me. And I went so far to the left and so far to the right and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. But within that, it was almost like through every um, piece of turd inside of me, I got clarity. So I kept, I was like, okay, great. I have clarity here. And then I would move on and find another turd and then I would get more clarity. I didn't fight what was being presented to me. Um, and until I would say, well, to interrupt until I would say you got to a repetitive loop with it. Whereas yes. then that's where we pulled the big guns in and Skyler came and he kind of broke that repetitive loop and he got on FaceTime with you one night and said, what the fuck is wrong with you? Every time you talk to Coco, you're on a loop about your hair. Yes. Yes. Well, and I feel like I, I became my program for the month of June, first and foremost, which I saw when he pulled me out of it. I was like, oh, okay, so I have become my program strictly in order to debunk it mm-hmm. to see my holes to see my fucking stories how they're actually not factual at all they're all fucking bullshit but and it was funny because in the conversation that we had I remember you were in the background as he was calling me out and you would ask me you were like are you sent right now and I was like I could be but I'm choosing not to be sent because I really have nothing to be sent about mm-hmm Right? Because if I was sent, I would be just feeding the program to have something. But I was like, I don't actually have anything to be sent about in this moment. So the electric fence, I'll go there for a moment, was um, I'm on this journey of embracing my natural curly hair. So one side of the fence was all natural hair or nothing. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, those were the two sides. All natural hair, and then on the other side, it was absolutely nothing. Yes, so, Skylar's favorite line: "Your hair is slick back." Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So it was like I would either have a good day where it dried naturally and it was curly, but then like three days later, it would be greasy, and I would slick it back because I was just avoiding synonymous, and I didn't want to deal with having to work through the curls again yeah that's key you would that's part of the electric fence is you literally did avoidance anonymous so that you didn't have to feel the uncomfortability of doing something different so in that there's a bit of talent cell that happens within a person there's actually a lot of talent cell that comes within a person you don't want to look at it it's my quote that i said today it's like has the program brought you to your knees i know chelsea's the one that originally said that quote and i love it so much because at that point you were still okay with the hair my talent cell was oh well my hair is just greasy and I don't want to wash it like it's greasy and then you said to me you're like Kate then wash your hair you don't need to do it what's the story why can't you wash your hair and it was because I didn't want to feel the uncomfortability with the curls so I was selling and telling to myself that oh it's just a slick bun because it's dirty Mm -hmm. okay well wash your dirty hair then yeah it's that simple Skylar what do you have to say I, I think what's being missed though here in and maybe it's being said but the language isn't clear is that in your program you had to either leave your hair curly or you had to do you had to do your hair up 100 percent 
-hmm. That's what the options were. And that's what you were telling yourself was either I leave my hair curly, which is doing like that 100% natural curl, Mm -hmm. or I actually have to like do my hair, straighten it, slick it down, do some sort of fun. Mm -hmm. Balls to the walls the other way. And that was the only options you were giving yourself because those are the only choices you were allowing yourself to make. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it would either... Yeah, that was... Yeah, so, uh, but with the... With the fact that I was only giving myself those options, I was feeding the program. Yes, that's the program. So really, once you had you noticed those two things, yeah. but you couldn't make a different choice. Yeah. And really what knocked you out of it was like, why couldn't you just like do a little bit? Yeah, because I came on FaceTime and I'm like, look at my fucking hair. And it was like unruly and whatever beach hair that I'm like living. I'm like, why can't you live like this? And then that's when Skylar's like, look at you. You're only doing two options and you're sending yourself on these electric fences by these two options. And so everybody, everybody, and I really want to preface this, is going through this with program work and you will always go through this, is you have one of two options. Either you're fucking broke or you're fucking rich. You're literally this or you're that. And like Skylar said and touched on it last podcast, it's the polarity inside of everybody. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, go ahead. No, I just want to say like, and here's, here's, here's the funny thing. And I had this conversation with someone the other day. And I realized it might, to people listening, it might be fucking ridiculous that the conversation we're having about is hair. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. None of our lives are that goddamn fucking exciting. We are not making such critical life and death situations here that we have to really worry about these things. But ultimately, the decisions we do make are as simple as do my hair, not do my hair figure out how I want to feel today. What do I have capacity for? All those tiny little decisions that we say don't matter, quote unquote, really are important because it sets up the building blocks. Well, they're, the for the found, re- they're the foundation of they, the program. They, they set up for the rest of rest mm-hmm. of the day or the rest of the week or even a month down the road. Like, hey, did I eat this morning or did I go to bed early at the right time? Like all those things set up for the rest of your day. Because if you're falling into program, what is the reasons why you're falling into program? Exactly. What does your well, foundation basis, look like? What's your base? Well, the basis of program is hard. When you're in your program, everything is fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Everything. But that's what the program wants. Because then it wants you to go into victim, abuser, rescuer and to sit in your shit and to have all these narrations and then do nothing about it so that you live in the program. Yeah, and the foundation of the program, which Skylar just hit on too, is, yeah, okay, it's the hair, it's the small basic things, but when you start the work, you have the big things. You might have the relationships, the kids, the the big things, okay? And you have to clean up the big things in order to get to, you know, as you would say, Becca, the meat and bones. So your hair... We couldn't have got to that two summers ago when you were going through relationship stuff because that you can't even see it. But yes, program makes everything hard. And then the second thing that program does is program literally will bamboozle you into making everything that it's saying your reality. So you can't discern the middle. Exactly. Yes. Yes, exactly. And it, I mean, I would say like the farthest progression of it is then 
you you fixate on things that aren't actually your truth that aren't actually your reality again to keep you in say a spin or in the program cycle so that you feed your program it's all about when you're in your program it'll do anything to sustain itself yes and you you do you get singular fixations about singular things and you cannot um see clearly your reality is skewed yes your reality is skewed but isn't it fascinating because that's how everybody out in the world lives Mm -hmm. the reality is skewed they believe things that actually aren't their truth and then they they live from they make it their reality yes Mm -hmm. they make it Mm -hmm. their reality so as somebody who became their program in june and Mm -hmm. had that awareness what does july look like as somebody who is stabilizing and helping people who are not stabilizing. So Skylar, do you yeah. want to, do you want to add to this? Um, no, I, I mean, it, essentially that's just it. We don't realize that how much of the little things actually affect our day. Yeah. For instance, a really good example is if you're annoyed with someone at work or at home, every little thing that they do good or bad pisses you off, it annoys you. They breathe, that's annoying. That's programmed, essentially, where that person is your life. Mm -hmm. You're like annoyed with your life and every little thing that happens in your life, you become annoyed with, you become upset with because that keeps you in that loop, Mm -hmm. right? Keeps you a victim to your life. Ego wants you to be a victim to your life mm-hmm. because that way it can keep you distracted from actually moving forward. And well, what, what is the program's intent to destroy you? To literally keep yeah. you in, a, in an unconscious loop state of being so that you're not aware of anything inside of you, which then allows you to be aware of everything outside of you. You can't just be aware of everything outside of you if you have no awareness inside of you. And that is the pivot into the new and into this state of being and into freedom is, you know, Skylar has mentored lots of people, you know, historically throughout the years where they had all the fucking external awareness. Okay. They could, they could throw it around like a basketball, but they have zero internal awareness, which still makes them unconscious because consciousness is the bridging of the two. Yes. Well, and right now, like along with the energy report and everything for July, everything is a reflection of you now. Everything. Everything. Yeah. And I'm going to read that download um, that you had sent me. Skylar, go ahead. Yeah. So I just want to say like with this, with the, the way the energy report is and the way that everything is going on right now, look at a magician's tricks, a card trick, a coin trick. What are they designed to do? They're designed to get you looking at one hand and following it so that way something else can be done with the other hand. That is your program. Yeah, I love that. Right? Yeah. It gets you pulled into one direction so that way you miss miss the actual trick. Exactly. Now, I mean, the the great part about it is when you actually become conscious and aware is you may fall for the trick, but you're also aware that it is a trick and kind of how the trick works. Yes. But you almost kind of... Exactly, exactly. But you enjoy enjoy the fact, you enjoy the trick for what it is. Yes. 
So that basically was my month of June is I was in the fucking magic show of my program, leaving the one hand, whatever it was fucking showing me until I caught on. And I was like, something's really fucking off here. Um, And then eventually I saw the other hand that was shoving the um, cards up the sleeve Mm -hmm. per se. And actually wanted to do something about it because let's be honest, it's comfortable. It's like, I, I, I was comfortable and I was controlling. Mm-hmm. I was comfortable and I was controlling. So those are two big things. It's like, where where do you still hold on to the illusion of comfort? And where are you controlling to sell and tell to yourself that you're somewhere that you're actually not? Yeah, and it goes with that quote that I just posted on my Instagram. And like I said, Chelsea gave this to me uh, like a month ago or so. And I just really hits for now. And I'm just going to read it. Has the program brought you to your knees yet? Have you been at rock bottom of the program or do you still not see it for what it fully is? It's honestly like if you haven't gotten to that point, then you still don't see the program for the truth of what it is. There's still a part of you that is okay with it. So therefore, you don't do the work because there's still a veil over your eyes covering the truth. And this whole statement right here is what causes the electric fences. So it's like, you know, I even heard a mentoring session um, or we had one this week where somebody was like, well, obviously I'm fucked or obviously, you know, um, I'm unhappy because I keep going into program. And I'm like, no, the fact of the matter is there's still a part of you that is okay with it. And I, I just was like always like to point out to these things because I know these seem painfully obvious to people, or t- at least to me, but I feel like people still miss it, is the depth of your despair yeah. isn't necessarily like homeless on the street. Yeah. Yeah. Right? The, the depth of your despair could be like a super manic episode where you're running around fucking crazy high on fucking life. Mm-hmm. And that's that's your rock bottom is exactly. actually like a super energetic fucking bouncing off the walls and then coping. you also coping yeah this yes telling yourself a story and then you also have the bottom side of that where you're like can't get out of bed you're immobilized and everything just depressed and the world is literally great both of those things are the electric fence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. both of those things are technically a rock bottom mm-hmm the maximum and the minimum is what we're talking about here. Whatever that looks like for you is trying to find and minimize those peaks and those valleys. So that way you're sitting on the flat plains. Yeah. And I, I love that because that's this mirror that's sorry. Well, that's the mirror. That's the self-reflecting of July. So I'm going to read this to break this down so that people can really see it. And I just had a session before I read this and Her imagery was just so amazing because she was able to sit in the auditorium and watch the movie of her life. And she was being a beekeeper and she was able to put her hands into the bee, honey. Okay. She was able to feel the bees on her. And then she was also able to see somebody handing her an alcoholic drink. And during that, she was able to witness three different things and be in tune with her what her body is saying and able to make a choice. And that's the first time she's like, holy fuck, this is what the middle is. Because mm-hmm. normally she would get consumed by the bees that were all over her, forget that she had her hand in the honey, and all of a sudden somebody offers her a drink and she fucking takes it because she would literally say yes out of her wounds or logic. 
So yes. to be able to sit in the middle and be like, holy fuck, I actually can like simultaneously see and feel at the same time. I'm like, yes, this is the middle and this is life without program. And this is what we label consciousness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're what Beck is talking about and her last month, you're literally covered in bees. Yeah. And you're literally making, you're being eaten alive by bees and that's your fucking reality. And literally somebody to your right is, you know, telling you your hair is fucking gross and shitty and you're literally believing it and making it your reality. That is the extremes, right? Or as Skylar said, you are fucking doing a whole manic fucking joyful joy ride with bees on you. Mm-hmm. forgetting that you can actually be doing all these things simultaneously while feeling your body. Yes. Make yeah. sense, Skylar? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So essentially like with the manic episode, you're just forgetting, you're forgetting about the honey because you're being distracted by all the buzzing of the bees <laughs> yeah, and playing yeah, with yeah. all the bees. Yeah. And then someone's just handing you a drink and because <laughs> yes. you're distracted by the bees, you're kind of grabbing the drink and drinking exactly. it. Right? Well, be- yeah. But, the, but we forget that we're actually here to harvest the honey. Yeah, love that. The bees, but then we forget when we realize that all of a sudden we've been stung by the bees because we're not paying attention. And then we're like, well, why are we covered in all these sting bites? And then we're victim. Well, see, yes. and that's because we're worried about the drink. <laughs> yes. Right? We're getting yes. stung because we're worried about the drink. If we were just focusing on the middle and be like, okay, there's bees around us. There's bees on us. And we were to remain calm exactly. and move slowly, and deliberately, feel body. and feel through things, feel what we're feeling, feel what the bees are feeling. Hey, no, sorry, I have to say no to the drink right because now because my hands are in the honey pot and I'm pulling the honey out. I will get to that drink in just a second because the bees are here and I need to manage them. But instead we get distracted with something. And you will and always take the drink from a logical standpoint. Yes. Okay. Because once the bees are on you, once your hands are stuck in the honey and you've forgotten that you were doing the honey and then the bees start to attack you and somebody hands you a drink, you will literally always take that drink. You will always take the action based on logic. Okay. So you override your entire body's feeling. So it's like in mentoring, we see this all the fucking time and Skylar is the king of it. And me and Becca could fucking shoot him and we've said this so many times is why 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 because he's trying to break apart the bridge of the um the the bees being on you and why you took the drink well yeah and like i feel like you know we have forgotten to like why we're doing this work we're, we're doing this and we're, we're experiencing our, our program right now so that we can debunk it and so that we can set ourselves free. Mm-hmm. And I had said to, I can't remember if it was Skylar or whoever, it doesn't matter, but I was like, at some point in June, I flipped the narrative to ask, when I'm asking for support from Coco or Skylar, I want to be able to ask, you know, okay, this happened why am I having this experience or why do I feel the way about this that I do so that I can find the clarity within myself to then do the work to move forward. Yes. 
Well, and it's really owning like why I do the things that I do because nobody else is responsible for my life other than me. Well, and this B imagery that I just got in the session before we came on, and that's exactly what they said to her is they said, now you no longer can be victim to the bees because you actually fucking removed it from your life. So it's like, we'll use me for a hot moment here. Earlier today, when Skylar was in his session, I was sitting outside on the patio and I had a narration coming on and it was like, why the fuck are you even doing this work? You're so advanced, like it's pointless, which that is, I've heard that sporadically throughout the years, okay? So in that moment, I looked around and I had just given flowers to the guy below. I could hear him rustling, you know? I was taking in the sounds and then I looked and we had these striped pillowcases up and they were being hung to dry with the olive trees in the background. I took a picture. And then in that moment, I went on my processing Instagram account and I said, this is exactly why we do the motherfucking work. Because previously I was shrouded and consumed in program. So I would have never been able to fucking feel this moment without a narration and without the tools to get myself flipped around. So because I was able to look at the fucking pillowcases and look at the fucking olive trees, I was able to take the feeling and flip it around and remove that program. And after I wrote it, it was gone. Yes. That's why. That's the basis of why we do the work to have freedom. Yes. And also right now, before we get to this download, what's just coming to me now is so, you know, to just keep everything over in June as a reflection for a second is June was the propeller energy. Yes. Okay. And I remember having this conversation with you and I said to you, I was like, fucking hell, I had propeller wings falling off. I had zero gas in the fucking plane. It was greasy. It was gross. But I continuously saw where I was missing a fucking propeller wing and would like shove it back up and do the work to maintain my plane because I was having propeller moments okay that's that but now what's going to be really interesting do people just say well fuck it we're in July energy and fuck the propeller and fuck my airplane I'm just going to go on with the mirrors and the middle or are people still going to reflect and be like you know there's still work to be done with my propeller. Do you see what I'm saying? Well, propeller is a state of being. And exactly, what, and what exactly. do you, and but do people forget that? Do yes, they do because they, because there's something energetically speaking and they just say, fuck it and move on. Yes. Because it's the miss Cleo, something outside of you where it's like, Oh yeah, exactly. July's good and great. I'm good and great. We fucking literally can cross June off the fucking calendar. And exactly. I'm now in July and mm-hmm. you know, wish in one hand and shit in the other what's that grumpy old man saying i love it so much it's like hope uh hope in one hand and fucking shit in the other and see which one gets i don't know i'm butchering it but it's a great fucking yes it's a great quote but you're literally hoping on a whim and a fucking prayer that the energy of july the energy of august whatever is going to save you No, it's, and I said this in my download today on my post where I said, what is the energy forecast? And and again, people have forgot that. It's the weather fucking report for this work. It's the weather report for us as fucking beings. It's, it's, It's the whole world as a whole, if they fucking listen to the energy report would change everything because it is the literally wind beneath your wings if you fucking take the energy and work with it instead of against it, that's the magic. 
Well, yeah, but here's the thing. It's a recipe card, okay? So if you see the recipe card of July, okay, you have a lot of, like, really detailed, you know, specific recipes. Say it's um, uh, Italian basil is on there. It's not sweet basil. It's Italian basil. It's specific. But are you going to, you know... Pick and choose. Get the pot and pick and choose and be like, fuck it, whatever, I'll just get sweet basil instead. Are you going to feel into the recipe card or are you just going to do the same old and be like, well, fuck it, whatever, like I know how to cook, so I'll just do whatever I can here. Are you going to put, you know, the work in to do something differently? Mm -hmm. Well, that's what, I mean, people always get caught up in forecasts. Uh, Mm -hmm astrological horoscopes all that stuff yes is they're either using it as a tool to move forward and it's the greatest thing on the world earth or it's a tool to hold themselves back well you know fucking mars is in retrograde so fuck my life just sucks yeah but you actually didn't do any work well it's like women and their periods you know historically speaking i have my fucking period and you use it as an excuse yes and that's something that you have to be you you have to be aware of when you're hearing the weather report is just or the the energy report or even the weather report or any sort of fucking prediction of the future is what am i actually doing am i going to be you know a slave to what the prediction is, or am I going to work within the boundaries? Exactly. So that way I have the information to make the best choices possible. And being aware of the full picture, the full picture, mm-hmm. yes. because July, there's the both sides. You can sell and tell to yourself and be like, well, I'm on the right, I'm in the middle or wherever you are. And like, I'm not going to experience this or that, but it's like, you need the full to picture. be prepared to see the full picture, but that being prepared I mean, maybe flip the language. You need to be aware, aware of what is happening so that you can see it all around you and feel it around you and be like, okay, this is coming over from the left side. How can I bring myself back? Which I feel like is a good, you yes, know, let's talk about, yeah, let, let, let's talk about this because yeah. right now as we're recording this, I mean, we are in the Wednesday energy, right? So if you imagine a face on the left and a face on the right, and then in the middle, it's just like clearness, right? Like that's, yeah, that's our, that's our creation field, our zero point. Okay. So our state of being is becoming more and more defined and we are solidifying that within ourselves and how we operate as conscious beings, meaning, we are standing at the absolute zero point within ourselves while we master the middle. Or we are standing one-on-one with our program, either feeding it and being in it or working against it. So you will either be pulled further from the middle or you are working towards the middle to then solidify and master who you are in the middle, like above. So everything right now is self-reflecting self. For example, you're frustrated with somebody at work because they aren't listening to you. What is that getting you to look at within yourself? Are you frustrated because you aren't being seen or received the way your wounds want to be? What is the truth within yourself there that you are being shown? And it will either be the truth to your program or it will be the truth to your light. Either way, self-reflecting the self, you with you. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Skylar? That's, yeah. That's I mean, the month. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's essentially what we've been leading up to for the longest time is like, what is that person showing you? If mm-hmm. that person talking to you is causing a reaction in your yeah. body, in your life, what are they trying Turn it on you? Turn it what on are you. they trying to show you? Mm-hmm. Well, and if we go back to um, earlier, I had sent you a video um, from Shereen Kara that I really loved. And they had said that analogy, Becca, where it said, here we are. And, you know, we had we've been working on this puzzle piece that had 1000 pieces and we're missing just that one fucking piece. We've been at 999 for so long, you know, and like she said, is it in the where is that piece? We're hoping it's not in the vacuum bag, you know, whatever. And now we've actually fucking found that piece. And with so many people, that piece is now locking into the whole puzzle piece. And it's crazy because you've been fucking saying for how long that there's no other option. This is what I believe. I trust this. All the fucking things. But now that the piece is actually locking in and you have to make a choice to have the experience and be the creator of your life, what the fuck are you doing? Because a lot of people are sent about having the actual piece now, having the full circle moment. Or are you being like, wow, this is mind blowing, like how this is all starting to unfold? Because here's the thing is we've all been working, say, you know, you get the border of the puzzle and then you work inward. The last piece sits right in the middle just for conversation's sake. What people don't realize is, yes, you have found the last piece. Okay, so let's use I'm going to use Coco you as the example. So let's say that you just found your last piece because you have been ruthless and honest with yourself from fucking day one and continue to be um we'll say that your puzzle and with your last piece clicking in is Corfu let's just say that because you have stuck to the truth and the truth has always been your um driving force for language purposes okay and now let's say um you know somebody who has been selling and telling to themselves somebody who's been feeding the fucking program just like totally unaware of their shit they've been working on this puzzle and say it's you know say it is Corfu for them too because that's something outside of them that they quote-unquote want all of a sudden they get that last puzzle piece it clicks in and the whole image changes and it looks like say their fucking program mm-hmm. do you see what I'm saying because mm-hmm. it can everything is fluid it can change in an instant and are you going to be the to what's sitting in front of you on you know your finished puzzle or are you going to look at it and be like okay what do I need to do here why is this presenting itself to me where am I at how can I continue to move well exactly it would be like and to really break this down if we use me as the example if I clicked in that piece this month and all of a sudden me and Skylar get fucking called to Italy and end up buying a fucking property in Italy or that's where it truly is we have we have no attachment to the fact that we led that we that Corfu was it for so long. You know, we trusted ourselves, we believed it, we embody the work and the truth and the belief of which is inside of us. So we just go with where we're led and where we trusted instead of being in the chokehold of a program that wants it to be a certain way all the time. You know, and, and that's that's huge. We are creating our lives now. And that yes. comes with this full circle moment of this peace getting in this month. And how does your life start to look? 
So yes, for us, we're sitting here and we're like, you know, we're, we're in Corfu. So if we use me and Skylar as an example, now all of a sudden, perhaps might, you might see the unfoldment of Corfu now. Now you might be seeing the people presenting in front of us, all these things, but we're walking the walk, we're talking the talk, and we're literally not making decisions and not having experiences based from our program. Yes, yes. And another thing that I would like to share, because this is just coming to me, is I had this conversation with Archana, and I said to her, I was like, I always... um, had this feeling inside of myself I always wanted to just feel better I always wanted to feel better that's why I started doing this work because I felt like shit fucking 24 7 my whole life and I was like I just I need to do this for me to feel better and I said to her I was like I never made a choice in hopes of having an external outcome so for example I'll use my relationship two summers ago I didn't end that relationship for purpose I ended that relationship to make me feel better inside of myself because I knew that it wasn't correct anymore. Mm -hmm. I never once was like, well, maybe if I end this, then I'll get into purpose and all of a sudden I'll have a plane ride to Corfu. Never. It was because I knew it wasn't for me and I needed to feel better and say yes to myself. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, literally like two weeks later, Coco, you write me and you're like, hey, this opportunity has presented itself. Are you ready for X, Y, and Z? And I was like, oh my God. And I was like, yes, I'm ready. And then I did the math inside of my head. And I was like, I just said yes to myself. And now all of a sudden, look at this down the road. This just presented itself to me. Holy fuck. Mm-hmm. And this is what Skylar talked about on last episode about being in the room and how your future self and all these things are starting to create for you once you actually honestly live in the middle and lock in this piece yes and you let go of the attachment to you know what you're going to receive on the other side of it yeah um i i i really no i just wait i'm trying to organize my thoughts i really really like the analogy that you guys are using i think what everyone or a lot of people are going to get caught up on is that last puzzle piece for their puzzle. Because I feel like there's still a lot of people who are still not quite putting that last puzzle piece in. But that doesn't mean things have necessarily are different for them. Because if we use a thousand piece puzzle, there are times when you're putting that puzzle together, you're going to be in flow. Yeah. And you're going to just be like snap, 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 mm-hmm. snap, snap. And puzzle pieces, just it's like, wow, I can't believe I got so much done in this night. And then there's going to be times when you're like, fuck, I can't find anything. Mm-hmm. It's jarring. It's jarring. I can't see a goddamn yeah. thing. So you have options there. You can either spend like another hour or two staring at the puzzle pieces, trying to find something to make something fit to get back into flow. Mm-hmm. Or you can be like, you know what? I can't find anything. I'm going to rest for tonight and I'm going to come back at this later. Those are the choices that like lead you up to that final puzzle exactly, piece. Exactly. Which is why when you put that final puzzle piece in, yeah. there is such an, a, experience. an experience around it because you've got the whole entire history of yeah. that puzzle in that one piece when you yes. place it. Yes, exactly. But just because you put the puzzle piece in 
doesn't mean the work is over and that no. it's done. No, you just flip to a different state of being. Yes, you flip to a different, maybe more difficult puzzle or another layer. Mm-hmm. And That's you, easier to, to put easy, together. It's easier to put together because of everything that you learned when you built the first puzzle. Exactly. Nothing is really inherently different from puzzle to puzzle. No. It's just what you learn, what you look for, and how you see things that allow the next puzzle to become a little bit more easier. And then once you really get into the flow and the habit of doing the puzzles, then it doesn't really matter how many pieces you actually click in in a night. It's just the simple fact of like, I just really enjoy what I'm doing and I don't care when the puzzle gets done. I know I will finish it sooner or later. Well, and what's really coming to me right now is just to back on that, you know, where Skylar's like a lot of people are going to get caught up in the fact that, you know, they're like, yeah, I definitely um, am still searching for that puzzle piece. You know, and and that's what's the beauty about this podcast is we can talk about all different sides. And the reason why you're still searching for that puzzle piece, and God damn, did I search for this puzzle piece for a long time, is because you're stuck on the external program egoic um, rigidness of how you think this is supposed to go. Okay? Keyword think. So if you use me as an example, I've been working on currency for five fucking years and I searched for the puzzle piece as currency for fucking probably four of those years, maybe three and a half of those years and going through so many different floors and be like, yes, this is the puzzle piece. Currency is arriving today and went through all of these things because I was wrapped up in the program and like the word dogma they're saying to me, which I don't even know what that means. And that was, you know, what kept me on those loops and the freedom in which I'm living now, you know, is because you're so stuck on the external rigidness and can't get out of it. In dogma, it says um, a principle or set of principles laid down by an authority. Um, well, it, egoic gain. It's yeah. your ego. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, Yeah. A point of view or tenant put forth, you know, can't really define it myself. Uh, it's a belief um, that people are expected to accept. And, you know, it was like that, that, that's what this is, though, is you, if you look at our world, okay, and our work, what is the dogma that holds so many people back? Duplicate. Yeah. Program. Program. Human. Program. Because, Human. because duplicate, well, program. Yes, because duplicate was us living out the program. Duplicate was us living out human life, program life, but yet the people that are struggling to get their, their peace in are still fucking stuck to the rigidness and the fucking experience that program showed us mm-hmm. through duplicate. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that, Skylar, because that's, and that's what people need to hear, and I really, really want to touch on that for a second, is the last three years, we lived and became every single version of program that's ever existed on this planet ever within this community. Every single thing. So when we talk about WeWork and people are like, how the fuck do I fit into WeWork? You know, I wasn't this person or that person. Motherfucker, you did something because you were part of the program. You literally in your pillar played out 
whatever all something. is all something because mm-hmm. that's what this was. So when all of the sudden, you know, we're no longer in program, everybody that was horny for program, everybody that sustained in program, they unfollow, they quit sessions. They're just repelled because they can't handle life right now outside of the program. They want mentors. They want things. They want people that fucking still feed the program who give you the gray. So that's truly what Skylar's talking about. And I'm building on, and I love that so much. If you're struggling and if you're like, what the fuck this month, look at yourself. Where are you still holding on to pieces of the program, both externally and internally? And that's where the hardness is happening. That's where the tell and sell is happening. And that's why you can look at my life and say nice for Coco, not for me, because you're doing absolutely nothing. I don't want to say nothing, but you're definitely telling and selling yourself that I did something different than what you can do. Or Skylar and I are walking a walk that was not fucking dug in the trenches. Mm-hmm. And, and that's this, just, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. Is you have to literally look at everything right now and be like, what and who is this showing and turn it back on oneself. Yes. And also, um, I feel like me and you, Coco, had this conversation the other day where it's like, you know, um, the old right now, anything old that's pulling at you to say, you know, oh, well, I was better a year ago or I was prettier years ago or whatever it is. That is your reset Mm -hmm. pulling at you. Mm -hmm. So anything old... (laughs) trying to fucking bamboozle you is trying to get you to fall for it so that it can reset you into the old. And if you're having those old pulls or, you know, whatever the case may be, however fucked you feel in program, that is that state of being. Yes. A hundred percent. Like that is that reality. Now that is how stark it is. Now that is the truth. Yes. Like you guys, I had a poll earlier today, like when I was talking about sitting out while Skylar is in session, it's like, you miss consumerism. You need to go back to North America. Literally, that's the poll that comes every now and then. I really heavily went through it when we first arrived here, where it's like, you miss Target. I'm like, when the fuck have I gone to Target in recent years? But that's but also it's like, even when you lived in Kelowna, you didn't even go to Walmart. No, exactly. But that's the shit that it goes to. But what is the work? And this is also something that people tend to fucking fight. And I did it myself hardcore with lack throughout the years is you feed it. If you look at yourself as a battery. Okay. And somebody said this to me in sessions the other day. They said, Coco, you did that post on your, um, you know, your personal account and you're wearing shorts and how you don't have the narrations. And she said, you know, I have a choice when I'm out with my kids to feed that narration or not. And she's like, and what I've noticed is when I don't feed it and I'm like, shut the fuck up. I can't do this. I have more energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're tired. If you're sleeping and you're exhausted and you're not in the middle, you're literally feeding your program. I know when you were in program last month, you were fucking white. I was exhausted. I was exhausted. Yes. I was exhausted because I was fighting myself 24 seven and feeding the program 24 mm-hmm. seven. And that's so 
Yeah. And I also want to share too, if we tie back to the hair thing, just to show people say like the proof in the pudding here is, um, the second that I started to relax into my natural hair and relax into the truth of myself and relax into letting go of the control, the amount of people that would stop me because they could feel me to tell me, I love your hair or you look beautiful or whatever. It's not about the external compliment because I said to Coco too, I said, when I started the vivid hair journey, people would compliment me, but it felt surface level because they were just complimenting the bright hair. Mm -hmm. But now it's, I can feel it because it's a true compliment of what they feel Mm -hmm. in reflection of me, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So when I was experiencing that, I could either fight and be like, they're fucking lying to me. I'm ugly or whatever. But I was like, no, I could feel it. And I accepted it. And I allowed myself to feel that truth to be like, this is the truth. My hair is beautiful. So my program actually has nothing on me. And again, it's far more than just like the simple aspect of hair. But you know what I mean? I feel like you have mentored on this or you've experienced this yourself. I know you and I have experienced this heavily in Corfu. It's like when Skylar and I walk around and we walk into shops or we talk to people, like we are making so many connections. We make running jokes all the time. We're local because people remember us. Like obviously externally we stand out, but there's an energy feeling behind it. Like even yesterday, my hair went back to a vibrant pink. We were walking through the cobblestone streets And this lady was standing in the doorway of her shop and she goes, wow, wow. And I was like, sorry. And I stopped and she goes, your hair, it just, you wear it so well. It's so beautiful. Like some people can't do this, you know? And who the fuck was she? Like randomly, she could feel it. It wasn't even about the hair color. She was like, you wear it so well. That's her language of feeling. But if I had narrations and I'm fucking like, literally, I wore a dress, I had Spanx on, it was roasting hot, all the things yesterday, I had zero narrations, but I had every opportunity to have one. Yes. So yes. what? So really what she was complimenting when she said, you wear your hair so well, meaning you embody your light exactly. so well. Exactly. That's what she's seeing is actually her, is Coco's light. And not necessarily her hair. Exactly. But the only way she can recognize it it and describe it is through the bright, vibrant hair. Yes. Because I don't have bright, vibrant hair and I don't wear Spanx or dresses (laughs) or bright, vibrant outfits. And people remember me. Exactly. Because they see Mm -hmm. my light for what it is. Mm -hmm. When they feel you, yes. Because you create an impact. Yes. And I don't need... And I mean, I don't have... I shouldn't say me. I don't have that external um, flamboyancy about me to make me be memorable. Yeah. Because that's not what it is. It's not an external thing. Yeah. Right? That's what we're getting at. It's not just because like we have bright hair or wear bright colors or you have $100 million in your bank account. It's an internal thing that people are noticing, yes. that people are witnessing, and that's what they're holding on to. They lack the language to be able to tell you what it is they're seeing and they go through the simple density things, the hair, the clothes, the style, all that stuff. But really what they're seeing is they're seeing their true essence of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And that comes with the work. That's why we do the work. Because when you live program free, people are sent by it. They, they are so attracted to you. They're so, um, like starstruck, honestly, like you do feel like a celebrity because like Skylar said, they don't have the language to fully express what they feel around you. So it does go to an external base, but you have to be okay with that. You have to be confident and you have to love yourself and you have to not be seeking it. And that comes with understanding all of this awareness and experience that we're showing you from this month, you have to see the polarity of yourself to be able to stabilize in the middle. And once you do, then you get into the advanced floors of where I'm at, we're at with our work, where you become the creator of your life. So currency is a thing here, you know, like me and Skylar shared how we got a convertible as our rental car and had a whole experience there because we were laughing so hard in the car the day we got it because we're like, what the fuck? Like this wasn't even in our realm of possibility of something that we were going to get to cruise around a Greek island in a convertible for the summer at a lesser price than what a fucking Fiat Panda would cost. But that's because we have to get to the middle, to that zero point creation, where we become the propeller that can create our reality. And shit gets stupid. But Mm -hmm. that's what the program doesn't want, is the remembering of this. And here's the thing that's coming to me. Once you get to the middle, and you're just there even for a hot minute, you become an addict of your own, I hate the word addict, but that's the word that's coming to me. You become, like addicted, I hate saying the word addicted, but I'm going to go with it and tell you guys, give me a different word, um, to the pivot that you're feeling inside yourself. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Exactly, exactly. Or once you feel it, you can't unfeel it. Exactly, once you get the middle. I experienced this today, I can do that again tomorrow. Exactly, and then you have the the propulsion, is once you experience this pivot in the middle, you really can't undo it. But you have to stay there longer than one minute. Yes, because it's consistency. It's consistency. It's not one and done. It's not, okay, well, I dyed my hair red once, so I'm good. No, it's no, a continuous work. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the, the, this is the thing that I think most people might find really, really silly is because we're talking about the hair, we're talking about clothes, we're talking about like conversations and all of that stuff. But that is really who you are. Yes. Your hair, your clothes, your tattoos, your lack of tattoos are an expression of who you are. Mm-hmm. When you walk out in the world in the morning, you could be butt-ass fucking naked and people would walk around. Let's say they even ignored the fact that you were naked, that you were just bare bones to the world. You are still radiating who you yeah. are. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yes. But in order to walk out there naked, you'd have to walk out there naked and be uncomfortable a lot of times in order to be comfortable in the nude. Like, wow, that dude's really confident or that girl's really confident. They're just strutting their fucking stuff down the street. Man, I wish I could be like them. But that is an example of like something that is the smaller things that build up and that lead to these big monumental decisions. Mm -hmm. You don't get big monumental changes from changing big things. You get big monumental changes from changing small things and making those choices repeatedly. 
and yes. consistently. Yes. Consistently. So, I mean, is there anything else, Becca, from Kelowna, <laughs> on the other side of the sea, that you can share with us before, you know, we move along with this? But, I mean, it's just, July is a house, you guys. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful energy. And you really have the opportunity to um, to flip yourself here. You really do. You, It doesn't have to be so hard. That That's the big thing. Yeah, and I mean, the only thing that I can say is, um, okay, you know, trust yeah. the feeling inside of you. You're here because you had a feeling that yes. you wanted to live a better fucking life. So, you know, as corny as it sounds, don't forget that. This life is not meant to be hard. Um, it takes consistency. So you make choices every single day. You embody it every single fucking day. It's not a pick and choose. And it's not, well, you know, yesterday I did 100%. So today I can do 80. No, you do 100% yeah. every single fucking day. Yeah. Every single day. And I guess so, I said this, I guess I said this quote on the, on the last podcast because someone told me in session and I was like, wow, I said that. Um, but that really hammers in all of this where it's like, did you come this far to just throw it all away or did you come this far to build it? Mm-hmm. Something of that nature, I said. Sky well, I mean, let's, let's just tie everything together here in the last few minutes. I'm going to round everything off yeah. here. In, in, in June, we were getting our propeller started. Yeah. We put all our work in to get our propeller spinning. So whatever work you did in June, your propeller is either running smoothly or it's putting away and fucking black smoke is building yeah. on your plane. Yeah. Doesn't fucking matter. You did something in June to keep your light aloft and afloat. Into July, mm-hmm. the mirror, that center place that you need to the be at. The two rooms. The, the two, two rooms. rooms. Yeah. Is trusting in that work you did to the plane. That mm-hmm. whatever you did, you did enough of it in the last month to try and be here. Trust in the work that you did. Trust in yourself. You are not leading yourself astray. Yeah. That I think is important. Relax into what the choices you've made. Quit fighting them and trust in the choices you have done. Maybe they haven't turned out correctly. It doesn't fucking matter. You did exactly what you needed to do with the information that you had. Trust, trust, trust. And then you will find yourself a lot more in the middle and not bouncing off the electric fences on both sides. And the last thing that I'll say is, you know, you did not find this podcast. You aren't being mentored. You aren't in our world um, because of a random fucking feeling that could have happened three, four years ago now. You know, that is the foundation of everything right now. Absolutely everything. That belief, that trust that you began, that you even started listening, that you did the work, whoever you are, however you found us, what, whatever your story is with us, is now that is flipping to are you actually living that belief and trust out? 